share this special thing called love. I know I do, but what about you? Baby, I need you in my life. Where, where must I go? What must I do? Cause I can't live without your love. Thinking of you makes me feel something I need. <laughs> Girl, I want with you no one else only you Brew one twelve that's what a play is twelve you know words okay oh I do <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if people skip this part of the song the episode and like, like y'all enjoy this like, <laughs> <laughs> y'all enjoy this shit like it's just like your highlight I don't know, I like it. It's like you said, I feel like it sets the tone for like us doing the podcast. Because I have some things to talk about that are not super upbeat, so <laughs> need to start kind of high so I can drag y'all real low. <laughs> Side note, what do y'all want to hear us talk about? You know, we don't get enough like audience support in telling us what y'all actually want to hear. That could be like, we're doing the same thing we're doing already. We want to hear that too. The best way to hear that is rating us five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave a little comment. Be like, I rated y'all five stars because I love what you're doing. Or I rated y'all five stars because like, I want to get your attention and tell you how shitty you're doing. Either way, go rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Let's get some listeners in. And on that note, it's Izzy. It's Oyana. It's, it's a look. look. Um, I'm trying to love how every time I can always get the Apple Podcast rating in there. You should definitely do rate us. <laughs> also follow us on It's a Look Pod at It's a Look Pod. We also take suggestions there. Um, I was a little slacking this week on the Instagram side. I was just posting memes. I didn't really communicate with y'all, but we'll be better this week. Um, what the fuck am I talking about? Okay, so two things I actually want to get to. The first thing is, so let me tell y'all story time <laughs> about my Friday. So. If you've been listening for a while, you know this. And if you haven't been listening for a while, shame on you. You should have been listening, but you're here now. Yeah. Um, I go was ahead, homeless. Go back there. Listen to the other ones. Yes. And you'll know this information. Basically, long story short, I was homeless. Mm-hmm. Um, not homeless anymore. Woo-hoo. Great. And, but, like, I still associate with some of the organizations and I guess that's what I can call them. Organizations. That helped me when I was homeless. Humanitarian. Right. Um, <laughs> and like I guess like I still communicate with them, and I, I am a currently an alumni of one of the organizations that I used to be a part of, and they are like, hey, we are trying to basically. I said story time, so settle in. I don't have to make this short. Basically, what happened is my old case manager hit me up through email, was like, hey, do you think you can come up with a three minute speech, basically? talking about Covenant House and your experience and how they've helped you, right? And I'm always happy to do stuff like that because I am very aware that I'm a very articulate and good person with words and that can communicate things and it it always sounds good when you have like one of the participants in your program saying, oh, this program was so great and look at me, this shiny beacon of success, Mm -hmm. right? So of course, sure, yeah, I'll speak. Um, 
But I was under the impression, and I believe my case manager and probably largely the other people who are involved thought it would be more like a town hall kind of thing where you come to the mic, you get three minutes to speak, and then you leave. Mm -hmm. And then someone else comes to the mic and they get three minutes to speak, and then they, you know, like that. Mm -hmm. Where it was more so like, um, I don't know. It, there was, so basically, we get to City Hall. There are there was five or six people who were sitting at the at the at the community board kind of thing, mm. and there were our people from the organization that I was uh, speaking for, and then there were the opposition. There was like you know the ops, the opposition. Okay. <laughs> so what, are you um, what they're trying to do is they're they current they I believe they bought the building. Mm. Um, and they were looking to get a zoning permit that will allow them to have a residency, like to allow them to allow other people to live there. So they have the building and I believe it's, to the best of my knowledge, as it is and as they have the building, it's, it's okay. It's, it, they can use it for drop-in use. What they cannot do is allow people to sleep there. And that's what they're trying to do. They was like, oh, well, we are, they're attempting to make that a transitional uh, living facility as well as a drop-in center where clients can come in and stay there for up to 120 days. Yeah, right, great. And it's like in the East Garfield neighborhood. So it's, I believe Sacramento and Lake is roughly where this building is. So really close to the Green Line, California stop. Um, and the residents basically had all these reasons for why they don't want a shelter and a drop-in center in their neighborhood, right? Um, Wait, California is not a Girl, like, same thing I said. I was like, it's not like an upscale neighborhood. It's not um, like we're trying to move it into like Beverly or Hyde Park or something. Bitch. Okay, yeah. but you know what? Whatever. So, um, yeah, that's basically what they're fighting for. Like, hey, we are trying to create a program where people, get, where clients, eighteen ages eighteen to twenty four, can come here and not only receive drop in services, but they can also get some transitional housing to help them. You know, whatever, whatever. The people who were opposing us had all these different reasons for why they didn't want people in. And it all boiled down to, they just, it, 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 yeah, it basically did boil down to elitism. It was like, oh, well, we want jobs in our neighborhood and we want, I was like, well, first of all. They want a job too, bitch, in their neighborhood that they live in, that we want them to live in. Like, don't make no sense. So first, the, it, it was so funny to sit there during all of this because the conversation began with them saying that, oh, this neighborhood, like basically, they, they we were they were too good for us to be in, like they yeah they were too good for us basically. Like our neighborhood is like it's about businesses. This is an industrial area. We don't want you know people loitering and standing outside and like basically we don't want them niggas over here because they're gonna fuck up what we got going on, right? Let me go to California real quick. What? Let me tell y'all. Okay, so the people who are listening who are not living in Chicago, let me just like break this down the most simplest way. This is the most average neighborhood ever they have a park over there that people continuously get shot at and plus it's all kinds of warehouses over there so what indu like industrialism okay there's a lot of artists over here so they are loitering and are over there. there's a bar in the area like i'm confused as to why you don't like people standing outside they're already doing it never mind that though like so all of that is like i'm listening to the conversation i'm like this is bullshit but whatever whatever yeah um yeah, so that, like, that's how the conversation started, right? Mm -hmm. And so our, the person who was representing, like, 
my, the organization that I'm that I was there with, they had like a lawyer, and then they had like the CEO is there, and they're like, oh, we got to answer for that. People don't. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, first of all, the building would have a lobby, so people wouldn't be standing outside. They would be inside. Also, we Tommy. <laughs> Funny enough. Um, Game of Thrones. Anyway. Um, it's funnier when you don't know. I know. As soon as I said I was like, oh, that was such an auntie thing. Um, but whatever. Yeah, like, so she had, like, you know, she had an answer for everything. The lawyers, like, speaking and blah, 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 blah. Um, <clears throat> and then the conversation, I feel like, so they, like, they were citing, like, oh, this law subsection Kinsey something else says this and I was like well actually the property that they have purchased is not a part of what you're talking about mm-hmm. so <laughs> find something else mm-hmm. um and and they were like talk and then they were saying that oh how do you know that like uh like you're, the, you're speaking like everything goes so smoothly like oh you know how many times like like how do you know that it always works this way how do you how can you guarantee that they won't be outside and apparently, and, I, and also, like, so the part, like, the CEO has, like, well, I've already extended the invitation to you all to come to the facility that we have currently so you can see how our program is and how it works. And you can get a feel of our young people who are coming here on a regular basis. So you'll know what, we, what we're trying to bring. No, nope, she's the only one person out of the 13 people who have opposed took her up on that offer. Mm-hmm. And she was like, that, I, but, you know, so whatever. Yeah, like, I haven't seen none of y'all trying to... You're just trying to oppose. But, like, so we're going, like, we're, like, this is, like, the first, maybe the first half of the people, they're, like, they're, like, eight people who are there. The first four have gone, and, like, the first four, they made their concerns about the economy of the, of the space. But then, like, the last four people started to speak. And this is, like, I literally had to leave because I started having a panic attack because, okay, so I was asked to speak. And what I spoke to was that, hey, I started coming to Coven House a, over a year ago. Mm-hmm. When I came, I was homeless and unemployed. I sit before you now, a year later, a Covenant House alumni. I want y'all to remember, I used the word Covenant House alumni. Oh, I actually, because we're not going to put that part in there. I don't want to say it in the organization. So I was asked to speak. And what I basically said was, hey, my name is Oyana. I am a blank, blank, blank alumni. Again, I said alumni. Mm-hmm. Most people know that alumni means that I have completed a program. Yeah. I have graduated and have since, you know, now I can just come back in the, in the capacity basically that I'm here now today to speak on behalf of this program. Eventually when I'm making a little bit more money, I might even be able to donate and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, whatever. So, and I was like, I'm housed, I am employed, um, I, and then I was like, I spoke like I, you read what I what I wrote or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know I like I spoke to like oh I also had a fear of coming to this organization when I was homeless because mm-hmm. I it, there are days where I chose like you know what I'm gonna do all day for seven hours walk the streets because I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna put myself in a position to be around like criminals and drug addicts and scary dirty people because that's I also assume the worst about this organization because of who they serve mm-hmm. show up it was like oh. Let me find out that I'm not the only person out here that's homeless out of bad circumstances, not because I'm a horrible person. What? That was my own elitism that I had to deal with at the time. Mm-hmm. And like I said, those people that I met that I was so afraid of now, 
you know, my best friend is currently in school to become a, like an electrician. My friend boy that I've referenced a couple times on this podcast, <laughs> he's a security guard. I know people who are like, there's like, I know one of the girls who came with us, she was also an alumni. She's an esthetician. There are people who are parents now who are, you know, going back to school for college or whatever. There are people who are working and just doing great, amazing things because they literally just needed like a step school to help them to get to that point. And that's what this organization does and has and is continuing to do. So I say all of this, right? Mm-hmm. And this woman on the opposition takes the mic and said, she starts off by saying that she has 15 kids and all of us was just like, damn, bitch, you run the shelter. <laughs> like, oh, like all natural birth. Girl, I don't know. The oldest was 32 and the youngest was 12. No, I'm like, you adopted them or? <laughs> the other alumni, she was like, so that's what we do on the West Side, on the West Side. just pop us. But anyway, I'm just like, girl, with 15 kids, you should be supporting. Send some of them to us. You don't got to house them all no more anyway. She, so she talks about all of that and like, oh, everybody, y'all trying to make it like we don't, like we hate the kids and that we hate the program. And it's like, oh yeah, okay. It's like that we hate the kids and we hate the program. We're not scared of them. That's not what it is. We think they do great work. We just don't want it in our neighborhood because we care. So this is like the, the second half of their, of the opposition start. They changed, they, I guess they like, they tried to pivot because they saw that what they, when they were trying to go for the, oh, it's an industrial area that that wasn't really working. And so they were like, we care about the safety. Like, this is not a good neighborhood. There was like, this is a, this is a, a, dilapid, a dilapidated neighborhood or whatever, a depressed neighborhood. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. This is a depressed neighborhood. And how are you going to give them opportunities by bringing them here? Um, why can't so now you, you talking shit about the neighborhood. Yeah. So before we were too, we weren't good enough. And now we're too good. I'm confused. <laughs> Whatever. But then what pissed me off is that this woman looked me in my eye and said, young lady, I'm so proud of you that you were able to get yourself out of a ditch. Who sent me. And then said, but we need to talk about people who choose homelessness. What? Girl, let me finish. Who out here like, ha! I got this whole apartment. Got this comfortable. No, 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 no. Let I me. Mean, I, I want y'all to remember that I use the word alumni and that I also said I am now housed and employed. Mm-hmm. We all we all know that. You you read what I wrote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She was like, How are you a technician? They make good money, don't they? How are you a technician and you're still homeless? She was like, Oh, she was like, a studio, one bedroom goes from anywhere from six fifty to seven fifty. You should have enough money that you don't have to be homeless. That sounds like, you know, somebody who's not like, you know, basically doing the work or whatever. But did anybody hold up for you? Nobody. So like, did you, did you say anything? I wasn't allowed to. I was like, oh, can I answer that? Because dumb bitch. Yeah, first thing I, I said, read back the words. Like, what do they call that? Stenographer. Yeah. Can we? Can we? Can we? Can we get a read back? Can we get a read back? So I are we not speaking English? I literally like. So I'm like I. I know what I just said. And I know the reason that you didn't hear me is because you're not trying to listen because you yeah. have already determined the person that you think that I am yeah. based off what I've been through. Again, what I've been through, because if you listened, you would have heard Girl, that I said, oh, I, I mean, it's a courtroom. They would have like, you know, let me out. Okay, I can get out, but before I get out. I was way before too I get out. I was like way too pissed yeah. that I was not able to basically stick up for myself. Why did no one stick up for And you? no one else did. Why didn't no one? I literally that? like start. I, I couldn't breathe. I was like crying to the point that I literally could not breathe, and like I had to leave the fucking floor because it was like, 
are y'all really just gonna let this woman sit here and lie? Yeah. And and no one is gonna correct her. Yeah. Not even y'all the fucking y'all are fighting for this shit and you're gonna let somebody ruin your case. And just be able to say anything. But like so I like I left and was able and like finally was able to like, you know, recompose myself and come back. And it just keeps going. Then this other guy, oh my goodness, he was like, so what do you do when they bring guns into the facility? Do you give them back? What do you wait, do wait. when they bring guns into schools? Do you give them Big Donald's, give them Burger King? Bitch, obviously the world is fucked up. <laughs> Never mind that. In the 365 days that I was going to this organization, no one ever bought a fresh, like, maze, yes. Tasers, sometimes. Maybe you'll get like a knife or something, but that's because homeless people don't always get a place to sleep that yeah. is safe. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna protect myself. However, yeah. a fucking gun, yeah. and and to say it so matter of factly, like wrapping up shit from nowhere. Like, like I'm pretty sure a lot of y'all have guns. Like in the neighborhood, a lot of people probably have like a certified case or like certified to have a gun, or are not certified to have a gun. They already live in your neighborhood. You found you find a bob over there, but you, a group of people who don't even have guns. There's no precedent of someone shooting up the fucking spot. I was like, you know, the organization that I was there for, I believe that they've been in Chicago for going on their their third year will be in February of 2020, mm-hmm. to the best of my knowledge. I believe that's true. And they there's never been an instance where that was a thing. And like they do check they check bags. There's a metal they have a metal detector and all of that. Well, so, that. well what? Like and, and so like the CEO was like, well, if somebody brought a gun, we would not give it back. However, that has not happened because our are not dangerous people. And like that was just the narrative that was overwhelmingly given. That like, we're dangerous. That we're dangerous. That we're scary. What happened to it? We weren't too good for y'all. And the the reason that I'm talking about this on a podcast because first of all, as a person who has been homeless, it is part of the reason like especially being homeless and a young person, because you're still, like, the ages that they serve is 18 to 24. So you're still at an age where you still care about how you look, like, not to say that people are older than that, but, like, you know, don't care, but, like, it's, you're really superficial. You care about how you look. You care how about how you're perceived by your peers. And so I don't know one person that I have met, met from being in that organization from the time that I was homeless to now who does not do their best to present themselves in the best way that they can, doesn't do their best to articulate themselves the best way that they can, who is not out here doing their best to be out of this situation, because who the fuck chooses homelessness? And I just, like, the reason I bring this up is because I know this bitch probably don't listen to this podcast, but for the sake of me and my sanity, my rebuttal, because I had one, and I was not allowed to give it, was this. First of all, bitch, because I get to curse on my podcast. I wouldn't have been able to curse at you in the courthouse. First of all, but I'm not going to do that. You know what? I'm going to accept your respectability politics and say this how I would have said it then. Excuse me, ma'am. First of all, let me say this. Out of all the people that I have met in my time being homeless, not one of them has chosen it. I don't know anybody who would. I don't know anyone who chooses to sleep on the blue line or red line. I don't know anyone who makes the choice to make a pallet on a park bench. I don't know anyone who has ever chosen to walk the streets all night because they couldn't find a bed. Don't know those people. Second of all, where I come from and where some of my peers are still are is not a freaking bitch. The organization that I was representing is a stepping stone for so many people who are just in need of support. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you see it as a ditch says more about you than it does about us. 
Third of all, like I said in the beginning, I am housed and I am employed. And it's not that I need to say that to be worthy. I'm just saying it for you because clearly you are under the assumption that I am just somebody who is sitting on my butt and not doing the work because according to you, why, why would I choose to still be homeless? You didn't listen because you already determined what you thought about me and you are wrong. You are wrong about me. You are wrong about my peers. We are not dangerous. We are not scary. We are not here to solicit and loiter in your neighborhood that we're too good, that we're not good enough for, but also you are so scared about our safety to be in. You are ignorant and you are wrong, period. Um, but yeah, that was like, whew. And then I obviously had to write an email to my old case manager and be like, yo, I am, a, I understand that they probably were not aware that that was going to be how it was. I'm sure, like I said, I am under the impression that they assumed that it would be more like a town hall kind of setting, um, which is understandable, but impact over intent. <laughs> and the impact was, is that not like I was triggered as a person who is not currently homeless. And there was like, I wasn't the only person who had to like take some time to leave because our, like they did the initial vote of like, oh, who's here in support? And like all of us, you know, hey, we're here to support. And then they also was like, oh, and who's here in opposition? And one of the participants like saw all the people who were raising their hand and like literally lost it. Like, how can you say you are literally opposed to me having a face to, to live? To live like, what how do you, and then how do you do the mental gymnastics to say like, oh no, it's not personally against you. Mm. However, just not here in front of like, what? Like, no, it's okay. Like body positivity. I love my body. Like you are allowed to love your fat body, but my thighs are disgusting because they look gross. Like it's just, it's like the mental gymnastics that people do to excuse themselves from what they're actually doing. Cause you're mm. telling me that like the, and the part of the program is that they're trying to expand. They currently have a residential program where you can stay up to 120 days where they have 12 beds. I believe it's six guys, six girls. And they're trying to expand up to 40. Mm. And then what they're going to do is like make that program the transitional program up to 120 days, and then the 12 bits that they currently do as a as a um, I can't remember what the next one with the net with the fudge, but it's a, I can't remember the exact name of the, that kind of program. But it'll be a program where people stay up to two years, right? Mm. <laughs> and then they would also have more space there because they wouldn't have the administrative offices in that built in the current building that they have they would go to the new building mm -hmm. so there could be even more people who could live up there potentially right mm -hmm. great work that they're trying to do mm -hmm. and you're like oh that's so cute but not in my neighborhood because i don't want these people here yeah. and but yeah all of the, i'm saying all this to say that like they we all had to sit there what was the rate for you people um overwhelmed like there was like there were i believe the i don't know if that person the first person who spoke was definitely a white lady there was an Asian lady, there was a Latino guy, and then the rest were black. Black people be the worst people for their own people. Like how, and then like the thing is, overwhelmingly the people that the organization I was there for were ser served are black people. Um, black and brown, like it's black people, then Latino people, and then like other races. Now why is anti-black so strong? Internalized anti-blackness. First of all, anti-blackness is global because y'all love to say racism is the only thing in America. Not I true. I people really like, oh, go to Canada. I'm like, oh, it's worse because it's so it's because they didn't have 
super large sums of slavery going on. So it's going to have the, all the strong rules that America has where it has to be suppressed so yeah. right now. Now motherfuckers are actively and like openly racist towards each other in Canada. They're like, I know, and so many black people who have continuous like stories about how they're like continuously like, like yeah. so we got universal and, hair color like, and that's like, it. <laughs> that's, like, I don't understand, bro. Okay, but also they say like, the healthcare is not even the main thing in the world. They say like, it's, you know, sketchy. Girl. Like, it's universal healthcare, but like, how good is it? Yeah. The quality of care. But you know, whatever. And then internalized blackness is even greater because niggas, especially especially older people, because I believe mm-hmm. like the medium age on um, the opposition easily could have been 40. Mm-hmm. And like the respectability politics of, oh, well, we don't want people sleeping on park bench. Like, <laughs> you don't want to sleep in apartments, but you also don't want to have a homeless sleeping. Like, so what do you, you just want homeless people to disappear. Yeah. And I feel like that is. I, I was like, just watch That's the point. We're trying to make them not, we're trying to make them disappear to a home, bitch. <laughs> but they're we're not making homelessness disappear. That is the point. And the, the way that you way do that it. is like, the exact way that you do that is to give people a place to stay. Like, and <laughs> the logic, like I said, the mental gymnastics that people have to do. But there, there was a point where they were talking about, um, oh shit, I just lost my thought. Say that what you just said again. What were we talking about just, just a second ago? Yes, they were talking about getting rid of homelessness, and I was I just prior to going here, um, just because I like to read up on things or whatever. They were talking about the architecture that people are putting now in their cities to keep people from being home. I mean, to keep homeless people from being seen. The idea is no longer to hey, let's help the homeless. It's oh, let's put down uh, you know like the we. You know, like in storefronts when they have like the little space where it's like under an awning or whatever, and they're now putting down like metal spikes to keep people from like making pallets there, or the benches they have where they put like the the bars in between so people can't lay on the bars, or um, um, what else? Or like there are places where they're now taking benches out completely and leaving like leaning benches or whatever, so like a person can lean on it like and rest their feet a little bit, but you can't sit down. Or they're taking benches and not putting them in like or making them really short so you can sit but you can't lay like all this architecture like you're spending the money for architecture to make sure that homeless people are not seen in your cities but not actually doing the work mm-hmm. to make them not homeless and the thing like again one of the things that annoy me so much is like the choice of being homeless like how fucking dumb can you be like the reasons that people are homeless are astronomical especially in young people there's mental health there's drug addiction. There are people who are LGBTQIA who, whose parents have shunned them. There was actually a girl with us. She's trans. And she was like, I haven't lived in my parents' house since I was fucking 14. So what, what, like, what are we supposed to do? And I come to organizations like this because they help me. I could talk about this all the fucking time. I, the whole podcast is not about this. But it was just like, it was such a triggering experience to be in. And like I said, I understood, I understand that that's not what they had expected us to so be a part of. Like, at the end of it all, what happens? We don't even get the verdict until two weeks from now. Oh. Um, because uh, the idea is that we were supposed to work it out amongst ourselves, like, you know, both sides. They could come to a conclusion, so you come to the zoning board or whatever, and you plead your case, and then they make a decision, and then you find out what happens in two weeks. I campaigned against them because of the overwhelming display of negativity from the neighborhood. I mean, that's possible. And it just, what bothers me so deeply about things like this, and the fact that this has to come to a case, is the simple shit like, 
Ruby Bridges yeah. and like going to school and how that was like such a big thing and black people always like, oh my gosh, she was able to go to school, blah, blah, blah. But it just imagines to me like, say if Ruby turned out to be gay, would that, would that deface the, the accomplishment that we just achieved? Would Some she not still be black? Like, and it's like so fucked up that y'all just like, y'all just don't support black people as a, as a whole. And when we talked about like last season or this, this season, whatever, about how like, oh, if you don't respect all women, you don't respect women. Black people, if you don't respect and love and appreciate all black people, you don't like yourself. To some extent, you don't like some parts of the world you currently live in. You don't like black people. Anti-blackness is real. Internalized anti-blackness is real. You don't like black people and you need to figure that shit out. It's not my problem. And it's so annoying. You continuously see anybody, I want to look down upon people so badly. Let's talk about all the accomplishments you have gotten to. But then you see somebody else out here doing the same shit you had to go through. For what reason? They should not have to go through this shit again. We already went through it. They are black. They are people. They exist. Like, it just it doesn't make fucking sense. Like, it, none of it makes sense. It can't be made make sense. Because I got a rebuttal for every single thing. And y'all just want to look down on it. It's like you want to fight home. If I went in that bitch, I would just, like, beat bitches ass. And I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not going with homeless. So don't even blame it on my homeless. I'm just beating your ass. But literally, the staff were saying the same. Like, the, the YPS staff who were there, who were also in support, were like, we have to hurry up and get our youth out of here because it's getting to the point where people are saying ignorant things mm-hmm. and the youth are and like, we weren't, we are not allowed to rebuttal them. Yeah. And so the youth are like, literally the, like my, I like, like the reason I got so upset is like, the reason I got so upset to you're tears is that you're taking my, like, I'm not allowed to defend myself and no one else did. And like, bitch, the only other thing I know to do is fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can't and do that either. I had a gun. <laughs> I went before my gun to the fucking place so I could shoot this bitch up. And, like, and I can't do that either. So like, I'm oh just filled God. with like emotion and rage and like, I can't do anything like, for I'm it. Thinking, and I'm expected to just sit speak? here. Can the staff not speak? The staff, no, the only people who were speaking were like the first, like I only spoke because I was there for in support and like I wasn't able to rebuttal what Who was able to rebuttal? Uh, the lawyer, the CEO, the architect. And they didn't? I walked out after, after she was finished and I told her I couldn't take the mic. I walked out and like had to compose myself outside. I emailed my case manager and I was like, to the best of my knowledge, nobody defended me. Correct me if I'm wrong. She did not correct me. <laughs> so I'm assuming that nobody but did. My thing is, this is your company. You're not able to defend it. So probably shouldn't be running this company. We got an attorney supposed to be defending us, not defending us, finding a new attorney. Uh, you have an architect who's building structure to like house these people. You probably don't believe the shit you're building then. Like, why are you not speaking up for the point? Like, you created this shit. Speak up for it. And it's like you seem like, and it, it shows the dis like the disrespect. Right? It yeah. shows like how you are you're doing this work, and I appreciate you for doing the work and for continuing on to want to do more work. Mm-hmm. That is fine, but it, you can obviously see the level of how much they're willing to go. Because speaking up for you or anyone else in that room would not fuck up the overall project. It would make it better, make it possible, probably. If you just spoke up and was like, hey, you're wrong. What you said, you clearly didn't listen to this young woman who we asked to come here and speak on our behalf. Uh, And I feel like that, the, the, I probably would have been able to sit through it had someone said, excuse me, actually, let me correct you on one thing that you said. Mm -hmm. Um, And that did not happen. And then also it's like, so after all of this was done, also, let me tell you, we got there at nine o'clock. 
we weren't seen until 4 30. <laughs> so we are like sitting here inside of city hall for damn near a work day yeah. like all and then i'm expected to sit through this whole entire hearing and do all of this emotional labor that i'm not being compensated for yeah. and then to have somebody disrespect and belittle me and what i've been through as well as the other people who are sitting here who are still currently going through homelessness mm -hmm. and like not give them the opportunity to speak up for themselves and then we so we leave or whatever and everybody is kind of like griping okay. about it and talking about how fucked up it was and how pissed off they were and how ignorant these people were and like they give us like this little debriefing session and when we got back to the facility because they had pizza and stuff when we were like got back um i guess you know pay people in pizza right um maybe a whole bunch of people to come home girl it was whatever it was decent pizza though it was bigger so i'll give them that but I, I mean, I'm not saying you need more. You need more. I need more. Like, like yeah, it's just, I, I am not satisfied. I would never be satisfied. I was. I wasn't satisfied. And I emailed my case manager after, like, the, like when I I got home, I took a break, decompressed, showered, all of that stuff, and I definitely sent her a carefully worded email about how I felt. How you got me fucked up. Um. And you know, I was speaking to the point where I was like, again, the, the impact over intent is like I is. As much as I want to say I understand that you did not under that you were not aware that the events would have unfolded the way they did, I think somebody should have vetted this situation because one, having us here for eight hours just to be like be punching bags for other people, not okay. I don't like I, I get it. You want to have all your supporters here and blah 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 blah. That's cute. However, I am not I don't want to be used as a punching bag to make your point. Also, what were you saying? I cut you off. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, so like, we're like debriefing and we're like talking about it. And so like the CEO that was there and she had pizza with us and my case manager and the YDS staff are all there and they're kind of like letting people air out their feelings and their grievances about the situation. I need an apology. And I did we didn't get one. Not one motherfucking staff member say, I am sorry that you had to be in this position. I am sorry that we did not know that that was happening. And if we did, we have, would have never put you in that kind of position. When I emailed my case manager, I didn't get a, well, she's not even my case manager anymore, but my old case manager, actually, hey girl, hey, Nicole, y'all know her. When I emailed Nicole? Her, yeah. When I, I know why I'm surprised. She's a white woman. Um, if, she listens, if you still listen to this podcast, let me know. Um, you already know what it is, but I ain't. And uh, I said my piece, same shit. You probably shouldn't have your job if you're not able to stand up for people that you're supposed to be helping. That's on period. So keep going. Um... But yeah, like in my email, I was like, hey, I understand that you were not aware that that's how it would have been. And I would hope that if you had known that, you would have at least given me a heads up. Mm. Um, however, impact over intent. Mm. And the impact was, I cannot shake the feeling that we should not have been in that situation in the first fucking place. Mm. That And that everybody was older in the pop. Every single, every single young person who was there in support of your organization is deserving of an apology. Now, I... I'm not currently going to this organization. That could have happened the next day or whatever. I don't know. All I know is I sent an email and I wasn't given an apology. Yeah. I wasn't told, hey, I am sorry. Did she reply? She did reply. She was basically like, hey, I know I don't have to tell you this, but you know, those things that they said don't define. I, it's not about that. It's no, not about see, that. Like, this, is like, this is like the extreme, like not understanding is a problem. And you are just like the woman. You are so similar. So just the woman who just who took my words, changed it to meet her own perspective, and like fucked it all over. You are just as similar because what you did was 
I don't have to tell you this, but you're amazing. Blah, blah. I never said I wasn't. I never said I wasn't in, at all. In this email, I said I was deserve of respect and an apology and to be known that somebody should have done the work. I never said I was anything less. And the fact that you are just doing the same thing that bitch over there did, calling some, I came from a ditch. That is the same thing. If you are listening to this podcast, Nicole, you are just as the same as that woman. I want you to know that. I want you to feel that. And I want you to hear me. You are, there is no, there are similarities, no differences. And that's it. I'm going to, I was going to, like, I read the email and rolled my eyes and just closed my phone. Because I literally, I was like, white people, God damn it. I was like, the one white woman that I thought I liked and pissing me off. I don't like white people. <laughs> I, I, and then like, and then you got like, oh, blah, blah, blah. You work through so much. I can work with y'all. I can talk to y'all. I can okay. share a key. You know, we have a good time. But I don't like you. I, and it's just like, it's it's because we live in a world where it you are told to not like me. And you are rewarded to not like me, to not hear me, to not see me. So how can I like you? And you are okay with this privilege. People are like, bro, same thing we're talking to the Genesis about, like, I'm not saying that you are out here purposely saying fuck all of us, but I'm letting you know by accepting your privileges and working with them or not against them, you are saying it's okay. And like I said, I'm sorry, but she definitely did. You worked with that privilege of not having to say something. Like, not having to apologize to me. Oh, I don't have to say this. You are seriously acknowledging your privilege but not doing anything about it. And I feel like the, the thing that annoyed me the most about the email is just like, yeah, we weren't like, I don't, the fact that you put a bunch of young people, a bunch of vulnerable young people who are still going through homelessness in a situation where they were unable to defend themselves. Like I at least at the very least were able, was able to speak my piece at some point. Yeah. I was able to say, oh, this is where I came from and this is where I am and this is how I feel about the situation. Lots of other people who were there, like the other 10 people who were there who are still homeless, didn't even get that. And no one did their due diligence to simply vet the situation to see what kind of, what kind of atmosphere we would be in. You assumed it would be a town hall situation without doing the research, clearly. And if you did do the research and you just thought that, oh, you know, people wouldn't speak directly to us. I feel like that again, that, that shows a flaw in your logic and a flaw in the fact that you thought we could... People, the thing that annoyed me the most about the debriefing situation is that the staff and stuff kept speaking to our strength. And, oh, my God, you guys were so strong and you behaved so well. Uh Wait, no, wait, wait, pause. My thing is, like, good good on us then. However, we should not have been in a position to need the strength. Yes. Period. Like that is that is the the biggest thing. That's the underlying thing. I should not have had to be respectful to people who were disrespecting me. I should not have had to be strong while people were disrespecting and belittling belittling me. I should not have had to do that. And you, being the person, being the people who claim to care about us, to want to give us services, to want to you know see us be better, should have again, like you said, like I just said, vetted the situation. There was no, there clearly was no vetting of the situation. You met, and like, even if you thought this was a time hall situation where people were just going to speak their piece. When you realized it wasn't, what did you do? You, we stayed there the whole time. And beyond that, beyond that point, my thing is this. The CEO and I believe the lawyer had met with the opposition on two different occasions before this. Mm-hmm. So you knew what these people had to say. Mm-hmm. And you still, thought it'd be, you still thought it to be okay to have us, have us in this space. Mm-hmm. 
honestly, one thing that I wanted to like, I, I, I want to keep going. Yeah, you know, like yeah, something that uh, I, the Jada tweeted once. She was like, "Would you still be?" I was about my shit. She's saying people names now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It be like that. When you get angry, you say fuck it. Call <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody out. No, I mean it wasn't bad or anything like that. Oh, it was like, I mean it was okay, it was it was uh, rooted in anti blackness probably, definitely. But not the point. So she said if um I'm not it's not a direct quote because I don't think I'm saying all the right words that she exactly said, so don't hold me that for the what she this is what I remember. Paraphrasing. Paraphrasing. She said, Would you still be happy to be black if you didn't if uh I really want to find the tweet though. But if, would you still happy to be black if you, if it wasn't, we didn't have to be so strong, basically. Like, we didn't have to, like, defend ourselves all the time. Like, if we, if we didn't have the strength for it. I, it's really bothering me now. I want to pause this, like, five minutes. All right, so I found the tweet, and I, uh, I'm glad I found it because the quote is way better than what I came up with. Um, just cheers. She said, if being black was peaceful, Will we still be proud to be black? Yeah, bitch, if being a woman was peaceful, would you still be proud to be a woman? And I said, hell yeah. <laughs> As my reply to the tweet four days ago, this happened. Wow, that seems like such a long time ago. Um, but yeah, like, why would I? I guess it's just something I thought about when I was like talking about how, like, about all these black people who, like, you know, tripping off of me, like, oh, I'm glad you had that struggle and shit like that. Yeah. It's like, well, that's not just all I am is a yeah. struggle. That's not all blackness is. It's like, there's, do you realize all the things we did without people who did without being struggle, all the privileged things that people have done, like, or just people existing in the world naturally because naturally black people are just that shit? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> that is, you know what? We're going to get a little sidetracked, but what's new about this podcast? Mm-hmm. I watched the Rachel Dolezal documentary that was on, I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but I watched it when it was. Because, man, that bitch is a train wreck. You want to look away, but you just really cannot. Mm. I didn't watch it on my Netflix. That bitch didn't get no streams on my watch. It was like some shit that was on somewhere else. However, she says that the reason she identifies as black is because she kept, she was like, oh, I've been through a similar struggle and blah, 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 blah. And kept relating the reason that she thought she could be black is because she had struggled. And I was like, I feel like that is like the most racist shit you can say, bitch, because my existence isn't a struggle. No. Yeah, do I have obstacles that are in my way because of my race? Yeah, that's just facts. However, I'm not w- waking up every day, you know, like, oh, God, it's so hard being a me. Like, it's so hard being black. I wish I could just stop. Bitch, and the reason that I'm proud to be black, I ain't got shit to do with the struggle. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Some of the brownie points I-, I like to give myself is like, bitch, you a black woman and you still out here making it. Kudos yeah. to fucking you. However, bitch, I know yelling, so regardless, I'm going to fucking make it the fuck not you sound all kinds of stupid it's just like to say it's it's not peaceful and i'm like granted i think that's the adult and one a lot of anti-blackness one the fact that she deals with depression and so like you yes, associate, I do too, so. but like associate i think you're like trying to find a reason for your depression associated therefore because you are dealing with sadness you're from being black as well and it's like the mental gymnastics yes but i also and i'm not gonna say i see her perspective because i've I would, love to, I would love to hear her try to explain it to me how she thinks that that is being black is in itself is never peaceful or that is in itself is the only reason why you can be happy to be black because you're not at peace. And it's like, why am I happy to not be at peace? Like, I I don't understand it. I kind of, I, I feel like it's like the pride that we feel in being black is the way that we're able to excel because like, you know, 
despite the struggle. Mm-hmm. But that's that's not the only reason I'm proud to be black. That's the only reason I'm excelling either. Yeah. I'm excelling because I just did the work. And I'm just being me and amazing. Like, Beyonce's not amazing because she's black. She's Beyonce because she's Beyonce. Like, because she did the work. It was not at the, in spite of or therefore or because I, of. Uh, I'm going to disagree with that. I do think Beyonce is Beyonce. Just not necessarily... Yeah, I'm going to say that, despite her blackness. Because Taylor Swift is Taylor Swift, and she ain't got... Girl, the, I don't even want to compare her to a fucking Beyonce. That's how mediocre that bitch she is. She tried it with that performance right <laughs> after Beyonce had the homecoming. You tried it, bitch, that was not good. Yeah, we can talk about that. Anyway, like, the Mayo Queen is successful... We ain't talking about because she's the Mayo Queen. <laughs> is successful because she is white. Because uh-huh. we know that bitch is beyond mediocre. She's absolutely subpar. Yeah. Beyonce has to work... That bitch starved herself for eight months to do two two-hour shows. And she's not That's black that. excellence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's some black excellence for your ass. After almost dying giving birth to kids. Mm-hmm. Because had she gone up and did like some offbeat ass shit that like a Mayo Queen would do, we would drag Beyonce. So but I I'm just saying like she didn't do that because she's black though. No, I don't she did all the stuff because she wanted to support black people and because black people are amazing and they do amazing things but it was like you know black people man are struggling so I'm gonna give them an opportunity to do, do something on a platform it's like well I did it because I understand they don't have a platform and I want to give them a platform but it's not I'm not giving them a platform because I know they struggle yeah it's like, not like I'm not I get, I get what you're saying. It's like I, I'm not giving you, I'm not do, I'm not giving you charity. Yeah, I know that you not, are deserving yeah, of you this because you are good at it, and people just you are good at it. Like yeah. you are, you are good at it because you are black. Like we are good at things because we are yeah. in the culture that we live in, and like culture, it may have to be like in the bottom source. We have dealt with slavery, we have dealt with anti-blackness from other opposite races and shit like that. All these things have happened, but regardless. When we came out the womb, we got the we got the beats, you know. Like we, got we got the rhythm. Yeah. We have the intelligence. Black women are the most educated women in uh, the most educated group of people in this country. You have oh, speaking. You know what? Okay, so we're done with the homeless thing, and we can talk about Beyonce all the fucking time, yeah. which is why I'm gonna bring her up right now. Speaking of Mayo Queens, motherfucking Bette Midler. Um, she, oh, that bitch who told her she needed to use yeah. her thing to get. When we say that like, a couple episodes ago, we said black people are not your fucking mules. They are not delivering you to the site. Like, not even that. You are a verified account. One, <laughs> you have following. Two, why are you not at the front of the stands out there? You're telling me what black people need to do. Get your white cracker ass up there. Yes, I said cracker. Get your <laughs> ass to the front lines of the border and support other POCs because bitch get your dumb ass what are you doing this bitch is so love talking about shit that they ain't doing themselves like what I know people some people had critiques on our mm-hmm. podcast because we be yelling and shit and I understand that but bitch <laughs> my first of all bet um bitch <laughs> I mean bet, 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 bet. Betty if you may um one because it's about to get real. First of all, black women, 98% of us voted for Hillary Clinton, despite the fact that that bitch also was not qualified to be president. No. There's one. Nobody's close. Two, black women are amongst the most registered to vote demographic. Mm-hmm. So that's two. Mm-hmm. Three, 
think, bitch, don't you also follow Ariana Grande, Taylor Swift, and other white bitches who got more, you have bigger followings than motherfucking Beyonce? Mm -hmm. Tell some of them white hoes to get their people down here to vote. Why did you come for the black woman? Yeah. Why did you choose that? And, I, and one other thing. For all of you motherfuckers, because y'all love caping for Beckys, especially you black niggas. Yeah. All of y'all talking about some clearly she's a fan of Beyonce. She doesn't like Trump either. She did she, yes, she did. Out of all the fucking people that Bette Miller could pick, she chose a black woman to say it is her fault because she is not using her following mm -hmm. to say, oh, go out and vote. It is not Beyonce's fucking job to do that. I think Beyonce has said that. She has. No. She absolutely has. And when she did that, y'all told her she didn't do it soon enough. So fuck you because black women don't win. We can't win for fucking losing. So bitch, get the fuck on. What do you want? That bitch, I mean, not that bitch. Beyonce got three kids and a husband and a whole ass life. She got, ain't got shit a to do with ass husband she need to deal with. I mean, yes, <laughs> she has bigger issues in her own house. And you talking about, you tell people to go vote. Well, the last time I did that, you told me I didn't do it good enough. So fuck you. Also, she's not a politician. She's, that's not her job. She's not, <laughs> not funding someone's campaign. Like, bitch, what are you doing? What have you done? Have you been on the front lines? I haven't seen you at a Black Lives Matter rally. I haven't seen you going outside registering people to vote. You on Twitter talking shit. Girl, what shut your dumb ass I mean, up. granted, we don't fuck with him. But what did Drake say about the Twitter fingers? <laughs> Damn. Like, what line? I really want to. It was a good ass line. He oh. said. Speaking of respectability politics, we were talking about that earlier. Janelle Monet 
She since came what? back and apologized for this, but when the chicken sandwich craze was going up, she was, she was like, y'all need to get it She was like, be- I wish black people cared about voting as much as they did about chicken sandwiches. They do. They can stay on the street asking me to register vote. I gotta stay telling them that I'm already registered to vote. She, no, even so, you know what? She said that, but people were like, okay, first of all, Janelle, can I call you Nell? Nell. Nelly. First of all, Black women are like the average. The the average. What is it? The national average for people who are registered to vote is like sixty two point four. The amount of Black women who are who are currently re- who are able to vote and register to vote to vote is sixty three point four. Mm-hmm. So again, Black women, we more than doing our part. Mm-hmm. Specifically, also, Black people. Black woman, stop. Whatever. Why black people always coming for black people when they have any source of excitement? We gonna get to that too. Like, y'all, y'all hate hate to see it. Black joy is like that grinds y'all gills. Y'all really out here thinking that? I feel like there are so many people. I feel like there are so many people who really do identify blackness with struggle, and they're like, "How is it that you are struggling, but you can find joy? How fucking dare you have any glimpse of happiness?" Ooh, I love the connections. Like you finding like we just talking about read the tweet. Yes. Are you like, oh? I'm just, but it really is this idea that yeah. how dare you be happy? How dare you, you not, like, people hate to see it. Y'all literally hate to see it. Why y'all hate black people so much? Like, we ain't even doing that. <laughs> but, like, she said that, and, like, obviously all of black Twitter was like, well, bitch, you got us all kinds of fucked up. Because first, the reasons that people don't vote are varied. There are people yeah. where, there are places where if you don't have an ID, you can't vote. And people, not everybody can find an ID. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can register to vote because bitch, people it don't. It took me three times to get an ID. <laughs> so... And there, I paid $60. Some people don't have that. There are voter suppression laws. There are people who have been incarcerated, so they mm-hmm. cannot vote in their state. There is a plethora. There are, pl- there are people who are registered to vote, but can't get to a voting poll place because yeah. they are not in their neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. There are, you, Or but, even if they are in the neighborhoods, the line's so long because there's only one in the neighborhood, you, it's then not they a, have to go to work afterwards. Say, it's not a national holiday, so I can't take off work to no. go vote. Girl, you know what, you're, if you really care, if like that's the thing. People love speaking out of their ass when they see black people are being happy and having a good time and just saying random shit to them. If you actually took the time to do a little bit more work, Nelly, mm-hmm. you would have seen that plenty of people, that there was a young man who did go show up at a pop pass to register people to vote. And you know what he found? He only had to register 17 people because most of them will register to fucking vote. Yes. The problem isn't getting- We come here for a sandwich, not to like- No, no. but even, at least that's a young man who saw, he was like, you know what? Yeah. I see my people here. I believe that we need to be voting so we can, you know, get certain politicians out to do more work for us. I'm gonna do the fucking work. I'm not gonna be on Twitter yelling at people and like, you're talking about chicken sandwiches. Why don't you talk about black businesses? Do you know how many fucking nail shops, lashes, waist trainers, uh, vegan restaurants, grocery stores? I, I know about not so even. many black businesses because of Instagram and Twitter. No, speaking of which, the you know the first, um, it was like the youngest black people. Black women, girls, whatever, in California to open a um, beauty shop. Mm-hmm. They had to close down because none of the Korean um, markets were selling to them because they so they didn't have product to yeah. sell in their store. So they had to close their shit down. And let's talk about if you want to talk about black people, talk about how PLCs don't support us. Other PLCs, I say, want to talk about PLC. We got to stick together. We're all PLCs, but bitch, let's really talk about how anti-blackness is sitting. Throughout all the other PLCs, y'all disassociate us all the time. She speaking, girl. See, this part of my head is gonna be somewhere everywhere because I do have another point that I want to get to that we're gonna talk about a little bit in length. But 
at City Hall, one of the first cases they had was there was a man and a woman, both black, mm-hmm. were like, hey, we are currently, both of them, they wanted to basically buy a property and create a nail salon. Mm-hmm. They, <laughs> both of them were in school to become nail techs or whatever, but they would only be in management positions. They were going to hire mm-hmm. technicians and stuff like that. And they were like, hey, we have the capital to do that. Again, black people, this is a two, this is a black man and a black woman, because I know y'all love that heteronormative shit. Mm-hmm who are married, who are starting a business with the, with themselves, like with each other. The people who came to oppose them was an Asian family who were like, mm, not in our neighborhood. It's only, I think they said that it was only like a thousand feet away from where they were and that that would be competition. Okay, what's wrong with that? I was like, don't y'all love don't, capitalism? Well, yeah, capitalism is we are supposedly against monopolizing markets. So therefore, would this not be a, with the whole U.S. movement? So like, what, what so they they basically the argument was that oh they're too close that would be competition and but you know what annoyed me the most is that so the black couple are they're like talking about their business like yes we're gonna have like twelve different stations we're gonna hire people from the neighborhood they was like we also want to start a program with the school that is nearby teaching the like uh, giving the children there is a high school I believe giving the kids there an opportunity to get their cosmetology license so they can have they can That's leave dope. school gee talking about all the shit they're trying to do for the neighborhood and they're just like. Well, we don't do none of that, but we don't want you over here. Like we're actually bettering the neighborhood, and y'all just we're trying to give back to it. Want to collect money from these black people? Oh, okay. Uh, They they also are you even on a good job? Girl, who knows? But the way that the conversation ended is that they did leave, I guess, to sort it out because the the judge is like one of the the head level person. I'm sorry, I'm like I'm notioning to your boobs, and that's not what I'm talking about. Sorry. Um, the the head person in charge of like the people who were on the board or whatever was like, hey, did you guys even converse with them? And I was like, no, nah, this is my first time meeting these people. And he was like, well, how about y'all talk it out and maybe y'all can work something out because this doesn't seem like money that it's not to work out. I want to create my business. Yeah, like it doesn't seem like there's any reason for us to not grant them this license. Yeah, and they talked it out and it was like they decided that it wouldn't be competition because they were going to do separate services. But I'm like. Okay, you know, y'all what? didn't even talk to us. Y'all just heard it was another company coming out here. It's not also, it's like these black people over here. You know, they're gonna come to them because they fellow black people and they want to support the people that they know. And love. like, why don't y'all go to Chinatown and open a nail salon or whatever? Like, I don't understand it. Why did they, why is so many, like, why are so many Chinese and Asian people as like all the whole coming to our neighborhoods and like try to fuck us over, over race, overcharge us for certain things? Like police, like you follow me around. So you want you want all of my green dollars, but you don't want my black business. Not really. You know. If you can take my money without having to see my black ass, you would probably prefer well, the best that. Way to do that. I mean, not to like go to your neighborhood because I mean that sounds really like segregated. But I don't, girl, I like segregation. You, <laughs> she, I listened to me this tweet. She was like, "With all these school children, she was like, it looks like Christian don't sound too bad." Because I ain't never heard of like you know what it might exist. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know no black school shooters. I don't know the black Sandy hooks. I don't. Like, I think somebody tried to look one up once, and it was like, oh no, no, that was the wrong case. They accused him of something he ain't do. So, I'm saying. But also, it reminded me of when the Popeyes keep going back and forth. When the Popeye sandwiches did come out, there were Arab people buy the sandwiches and reselling them to, like, you know, buying them all up. In the beginning of the opening of this the Popeye store, they resell them for twenty dollars each to like these black people who are coming up and stuff like that. And it was like, this is so awful. Like y'all just trying to I mean, granted it's like capitalism, so everybody was supporting it, but like 
And the idea of it all, we like we come here for a sandwich and we, you know, enjoy it, turn the trend. And you're like, I'm going to take this opportunity and want to make some money off these black people because you know they're super stupid. They gonna buy the sandwich anyway. Didn't buy the sandwich. I don't know what they did buy a sandwich for twenty dollars, but. First of all, I hate to pop my chicken sandwich. It's decent. Not, not $20 decent, though. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just, I feel like the underlying theme is that people just, y'all hate to see it. You hate to see black joy. You hate, you truly don't like to see black success. Because as soon as somebody gets it, y'all talk shit about Beyonce every fucking day for literally no reason. When I tell you that's the one bitch that I know in this world who literally minds her own business and then leaves, she might sit, like, this woman posts pictures on her website at like three in the morning when nobody's awake. So it's the most peaceful time of fucking day. And it disappears for like six months. You're never going to hear from her again. If she is not she getting... Yes, yeah, she does. I didn't even know that. Of course she does. Um, that's I mean, when people that are, makes sense. But like, that's why people are... Those pictures of her, like dresses Lisa Bonet and stuff. She like, she posted, it was like, uh, your B at 37. So she posted a bunch of pictures of her from the last year, like on her birthday. Of like her, of Blue's birthday, of like her going to different events. It was really nice. You should look it up. She has some really good looks in there. I'm sure you would enjoy it. look it up. I mean, yeah. footage just shows me eventually. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, okay. I have Twitter is a CC where I don't have to follow a lot of people. Like, I don't follow Beyonce. I, I genuinely do not have to, and I still see her content. <laughs> I mean, and like, I don't follow her not because like, I dislike Beyonce. It's like, I'm on some like, vein. I don't want my follow account to go up. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. Um, I follow Beyonce, and I have my post notifications on because a fan. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> yeah, I literally see every one of her posts yeah, every time she posts it, like, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, cool, thanks for the update, you know, like. <laughs> but literally, this bitch minds her business. I, I don't like. Look, there's nothing I know about Beyonce that she does not want you to know. Yeah, and y'all find a reason to talk shit about like, her. We didn't know she was in so many different things. Yes. I was like, we didn't even know she dressed up as Lisa Monet, but here this we are. Like, how the fuck did she dress up? Literally dress up and go to a Halloween party. Like NDAs are tight. Like what? I think it's also if you know Beyonce and like you're in a span and the closeness of her to be a friend, I to talk or to mention her name will be also clout reasons, okay. and no one's gonna look at you and because like oh wow they hanging out with Beyonce and be like that's a good thing you know then if you're talking shit and you're talking like you're mentioning you did something with Beyonce and we Beyonce didn't tell us it just seems like a like, we definitely understand boundaries when it comes to Beyonce and be like wow you out here telling her shit telling her shit she ain't even allow you to do that like why are you out here speaking on her name she probably weren't probably well, not that you like saying you didn't do it because yeah. like, you're like you probably didn't want to even wear her you get that video photo proof you probably want to that like Tiffany fucking Haddish everybody for an like, example I'd be like bitch why are you talking like everybody was literally like clearly that shit didn't happen and then like people was like no nah, it really did happen like oh well, Tiffany invited to nothing else at least nothing she was like oh people did invite me to stuff they want me to go to their parents like well, Beyonce don't go yeah. <laughs> like okay and it's like you are a C celebrity now but if Beyonce knows you then you're an A plus celebrity like that's just how it goes there was I know it was like if Beyonce like, fucks with you she knows a lot of y'all hoes she don't fuck with y'all I know that like Kelly was on the red carpet and somebody was like oh yeah how's the twins and she just why are you asking me about somebody you're talking about into? And she was like, oh, I guess you can't talk about that. And she just, and walked away. <laughs> it's like, first of all, you know she wasn't going to answer that question. That was a dumbass thing to even Like, how are the twins? Like, I ain't got no kids. That's what I was told. <laughs> she does. I mean, yeah, but I ain't got no twins. I got, I got one son. Like, and then they'd be like, and then they try to clarify. Time is great. Yeah, it's worth talking. I'm like, oh yeah, he went to school. I, was, I will go on. And I'm like, they're like, that would be the joke. And they're like, it's like, my thing is, 
why are you asking me about somebody that's not in front of you? Like, she's not here. Why would I? And I believe, actually, she's having people watch that. I think this is the Lion King, one of the Lion King premieres. That she but she didn't give you the information. How the twins are breathing. <laughs> like, <laughs> the <Girl>. fuck? <laughs> but, you ain't got no thing on breathing. <laughs> but yeah, people talk, people talk shit about her. And, like, again, most my unproblematic fave to the, for the most part. You know, she, she married to Jay-Z, but you know, you can't, you do get to pick your spouse. You don't get to pick what your spouse do. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'm waiting on her to like speak against that nigga or something. Uh, I don't know, man. I know she not, but she that type of like, you know, she probably doesn't say shit. He isn't gonna say shit. He's just gonna be like, I don't know, maybe they'll come out with the music again. She'll be like, yeah. this nigga's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm, Jay say he'll do the NFL, but I won't. He say he'll do the Super Bowl, but I won't. He say he rock a Reebok, but I won't. <laughs> Funny. Just, I want to say they like each other at this point. I'm pretty sure he be still on her coattails. I know she's looking like the pill's gone. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know. She gives me. I don't know. She gives me very much old fashioned Southern woman vibes. Yeah. So I can absolutely see her being like, I hate this nigga, but damn, he my real It reminds me of how grandma was and how she was still with Odell and like mm-hmm. collecting his check and everything like that. Take, she took care, take of care of him. Like when he was drunk, she would take care of him, clean up his vomit. You know, like all the quote unquote womanly duties, but you know she ain't fuck with that man. <laughs> like she, she, she cheated on you openly. Like, <laughs> we had a whole relationship. The, the fucking fucking with the pastor. Then like even though he married, got she really the first lady. Like, I mean, if we need the first lady duties, we went to grandma. We never went to his actual wife. Yo, let me tell you what a bad bitch my grandma was. <laughs> <She had laughs> this woman married this man. She married um Odell. Was, no, not Odell. Her first husband, or her second, my grandma's been married three times. God rest her soul. R.I.P. Love you so much, grandma. Um, She was married three times. Her second husband was a pastor. She divorced him, married Odell. Mm -hmm. And she married Odell not because she wanted to marry him, because he wanted to marry her. And he was like, well, don't you want to secure the bag? And she was like, you're damn skippy, so I guess we're getting married. (laughs) So married him. Mm -hmm. However, she was married to this man. She was married to Odell. He, they lived in the same house. Mm-hmm. She cooked, cleaned, like Elizabeth said, all those normal wifely du- duties minus sex. I don't think they were sleeping together at that point. We probably did that once. Like, you know, birthdays and Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the second husband is the one that she absolutely was sleeping with. Yeah. Not only was she sleeping with him, but she would show up to his church and mm-hmm. sit in the front pew with her grandchildren mm-hmm. and her children. Mm-hmm. Every Sunday, yep. and not just be there. She would sing. Mm-hmm. She would, she, you know, sing for the church. I mean, you know, do the church events, cook for the church events. Mm-hmm. She would bring her family to the to like the anniversary parties. And All this nigga married. All oh, while he's married with his wife, in front of his wife, <laughs> in front of his wife, to the point where people would refer to her as first lady. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying, like, I, I'm not here for black women shitting on other black women, but this woman, I was, I mean, I don't know why she stayed. I, I don't either. <laughs> but you know, if it's her versus my grandma, grandma. <laughs> I mean, grandma. It's not like I don't think grandma was like she might have like had some emotional ties to the man. He might yep. be a shitty person. Yeah. Um, but he used to be in a house. Yeah, like she never seemed like she was like running after the nigga. She no. seemed very much like this is one of my hoes. Yeah, and I was just like. But you like it's it's just it's so many like crazy things. It was just layers. To she the, was like the party girl, but she was also like she got her shit done. She was like an alcoholic, but she still wake up for work every let day. Let me tell you something. Like that woman is an all star. My grandmother used to come home from work. She used to get home about five thirty six. 
We will watch Supermarket Sweep and Shop Till You Drop together. <laughs> and then Odell will watch wrestling. And then we'll watch Walker's Texas Ranger in the heat of the night. Oh my gosh, it was so good. <laughs> but she would throw back easily a six pack plus an ENJ mm-hmm. every night. Mm-hmm. This woman would pass out drunk to the point where you could slap her and she would not wake up mm-hmm. until about 4.30. Not only would she get up, get dressed, take a shower, get ready for work, but she would make niggas breakfast too. Yeah, and then sad. never late for work. Never late. No, there was never a time that she missed work, did not. You want to talk about, and you ask me, would I still be black if it was peaceful? Bitch, my grandma's fucking lit. I, I, what? She yes. Was, she seemed pretty peaceful to me. Yes. She was always like, and she made time to like, and it's like, she made all time for all of that. Plus to come to birthday parties. Yes. Be have fun with us. And like, I don't know what she was going through internally. I don't know. I never asked. I was like 10 yeah, was or like, less even actually. I think it was like five when she like seven when she died. Yeah. But like throughout that whole entire time, like. Shorty was amazing. <laughs> like, just, when I tell you, I mean, hindsight being what it is, I see why she might have died of a massive heart attack because yeah, she, so there was no time that that woman was restful. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> but, whoa. She, she probably was drinking to go to sleep, honestly. But, yeah. I, I don't mean, even know what we're talking about. Yes. And so, on that note, next topic, the final topic that you actually wanted to talk yes. about this entire time. <laughs> But before we get up out of here, not really get up out, before we start editing and all that shit. Yeah, probably make some food. Um, so, black trans women are being murdered. We are up to 19 as of September 22nd, 2019. And there is something super, I don't know if it's unique, I don't know. There's something that has come to my attention that I had not thought of. <clears throat> Um, that is happening and has continued, is that has happened and has continued to happen. Basically, let me just tell you some shit I learned. That's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to get to. <laughs> so I was watching this video on, it's a Vox video on YouTube and they were like talking about, um, they were talking about the murders of black trans women in 2017. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about one of the reasons why so many of these cases do not get solved where like they never find, you know, the person who did the murder who murdered the woman mm-hmm. and they they there was a black trans woman who was like talking about her experience and she was like well part of the reason is that i identify as a woman i present as a woman people know me by my my name i think i believe her name was jamila something with a j i'm so mad that i can't remember her name i should have wrote it down mm-hmm. i'm almost certain it's jamila though she was like they know me as jamila she was like but there's common practice in so many of these states where what they do is if I were if somebody were to murder me, they would say, Oh, it was a man in a dress and they would dead man me. And this this just recently happened where uh, there was a black trans woman who was murdered and she was dead named. Not only was she dead named, but she was misgendered. And in the and, and so Jamila went on to explain that she was like the, the thing that happens is that if I walk in presenting as a woman, if I, you know, wig slayed, wearing female clothes, people see me and they assume that I'm a woman. And so if you say, oh, did you see a man walk in at two o'clock? Then no, of course, nobody has no has any information for you. Yeah. And then when you go on the streets and you're asking people about, again, if you're dead naming me, and you're using a name that I do not use, that people do not know me by, and you're like, oh, have you seen Jamal? This was not her dead name then no they don't know 
know Jamal. They know Jamila. And it was like, is there, and they reached out to this police precinct. And I was like, well, if that's not what's on your ID, then we don't refer to you as that. So Jamila lives in Atlanta. And she was like, well, here you have to be able to prove, you have to either produce a birth certificate or you have to have had uh, the surgery, the bottom surgery where you no longer have a penis. And she was like, well, first of all, bottom surgery is extremely expensive. It's painful. And not everybody wants to do that. You do not have to do that to identify as a woman. There are plenty of people, like, whatever. We're not even going to get into all of that. There, there's, there's just financial reasons why that, the bare minimum, there are financial reasons why that cannot happen. Um, <clears throat> and I, like, when I say, like, it literally, I remember, so the reason why this was like, for me, was that I remember when I lived in Schaumburg, one of my roommates, she was trans, and she was, she was originally from Trinidad. She came here seeking asylum and was able to get it, lucky her. Um, but when she was getting her green card and stuff, like, you know, her, her stuff to say she's a citizen, her, I have her gender marker said female. And she was like through the roof, like, Oh my God, is this female? She was like, this is so good. You know, so happy. And I was just like, yeah, you know, you're a girl. That's why I said that. Mm-hmm. I was completely ignorant to the process that goes into doing that. Yeah. And then also ignorant to the fact that um how important that is. Yeah. Like Jamila was like talking about like, hey, there's been times she's like, there's been times where I've been pulled over by police officers. And she was like, I don't want to show them my ID because as soon as you see that my ID says that I'm a male and I you see that I pres- clearly present as a woman, she's like, that brings problems that brings prejudice that like you don't know you never know what you're gonna get and this is an officer and i'm a civilian and also i'm black and i'm trans so who's gonna take my word over this other person she's like you don't know what you get out of that and then just the disrespect of dad naming and misgendering someone past the point of their death yeah i i don't know like it was just like so much for me that was just like oh duh dumbass of course (laughs) um that i like just did like these um, something I was watching earlier or whatever, I think it was yesterday, yeah, yesterday. They were talking about how, like, it was like a tweet and stuff like that, a tweet went over the video, a little thing, and they were talking about how, like, a lot of people say dead name, even though, like, I mean, Chris Rank, that's like the PC thing to say nowadays. Um, but they were like, well, would you call a butterfly a caterpillar mm-hmm. just because it's now metamorph like it's grown and changed into something that's like you know this new you know basically grew up you yeah. know like and so there's like that's how I, I don't i don't think you'd be like that's a dead caterpillar mm-hmm. it's like well i think it's just a butterfly like there's no like she was they were talking about how uh there's no dead name it was just like you just grew up you know into the person not grew up they say grew up but it's like you are now just like the person you've always been you know, you just like your parents, your parents, whoever your parents named you, it's still like that name still exists or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you are that person isn't dead because I didn't die through this. It was like I just grew through it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying like to don't call it dead. No, 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 no. I just like I, I, that's I, just a thought to go out there too. No, I, I again didn't think about that either. I, I mean, I guess I did think about that when they first said dating me. I was like, damn, like that seems like pretty permanent. I, I don't know because I don't think. Because you specifically say dead naming. I'm just, I assuming that that name is dead, not the person. Yeah, I mean, I don't think so either. But sometimes people have, um, what do they call it, funerals for their, like, once they get their name, change them. Um, like that. Some people do do funerals and stuff like that. Oh, I mean. So. 
people. I don't. Know. I mean, I it's different for everybody. Let me say, I, do think, I believe it's different for everybody because I do know some people who like who are like. I hate to use this person, but Caitlyn Jenner has lived like lived their life, you know, previously known as Bruce for a really long time. Yeah, and so I like you know, I don't know, whatever. I mean, not whatever, but like I I hear that that's a, a thing that somebody could experience, and so I'm gonna say previously named. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so I, there is so much as a cis person that I know that I will never understand because it's not my experience and I'm not living that every single day. It's not really a gospel in the sense that gospel is fact. And that's definitely what I try to live my life doing is just respecting people. And like, so your name's Jamila, I'm gonna call you Jamila. Your pronouns are she, her, they, them, he, she, I mean, he, she, he, him. I, I'm gonna respect that. Sometimes but, people just identify as both. Yeah. Um, what am I saying? I just, in learning this, it, was, it, it just opened my eyes to uh, uh, just another level of discrimination that you fight, that you end up facing, in, even in death, mm-hmm. where you won't even, like, your, your memory doesn't even receive justice because the gender and the name that you went by in life is not what you're, is not what's being respected. Yeah. And you can't receive justice because the police officers are like, mm, well, that's a, like for this last murder. They literally said a, they, de- they they gave previously named as etc. Mm-hmm. W- dressed in a wig, like it was a man dressed in a wig and a dress. Mm-hmm. It's like how fucking disrespectful can you be? Because you know that that is not the case. Like, you know that this isn't somebody who was, like, you know, just cross-chesting. Because there are plenty of straight guys who do that, too. Yeah. This was clearly a woman. This is a woman. The people, who, the her... Well, I, the wording you just said is, like... This is a clearly a woman that's not... No, woman. no, not that. Like, no, the... um, There's a lot of straight people who do that, too. You're, no, I said that there are yeah. straight men who cross-dress. This is not that. Yeah, but that by saying, like, yeah, there are straight men that cross-dress, you're saying, like, those people, like, trans women or men are gay. Because you're, I you're, if anything, you should have said there are cis men who cross dress. That's what I meant. You're right. So, so like, if anything, okay. okay. like there's wor- this messed up wording. Yeah, Because yeah, you're implying that that. No, 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 no. Sorry, it's two different things. You're right. There are cis men who cross dress, and that is not this. Yeah. <laughs> this is a woman who is presenting themselves as a woman who was murdered, and you are doing them a disservice and an injustice, really. Um, by doing this and the fact that it's completely legal and I just the thing that like annoyed me the most and like hearing all of this is that like I mean not hearing all of this the thing that annoyed me all the most about like after listening to all this I'm like, wow okay that's some new information I just got um, is that I was discussing it with somebody at work and they were like oh well black people don't see justice too <clears throat> when they're murdered and people don't, you know, people don't. Why do people always want to invalidate someone that's experienced because someone goes through the same shit? I was like, like first of all, they, I'm not talking about as no. Stop. I'm talking about black women, so I don't understand why those are the two same things. Okay, I am talking about the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I don't know black people being misgendered and misidentified. Yes, thank you for understanding. Yes, we are talking about the same. Yeah, we're like, literally on the same page. Like, so and I feel like there are so many black people who think that like. Queer people have cut the line in front of us for rights. No, but without and you think that without acknowledging the fact that you You're being a cis black person, you are protected in the Constitution. Yeah. You are protected in local law. 
a police officer cannot legally discriminate against you. It is you are still able to legally discriminate in housing, in jobs, with insurance, um, jobs, housing, insurance. If there was one more, and I'm forgetting, etc. I'm gonna we're gonna <laughs> answer that later. But like, you are still able to legally discriminate against queer. And, and, queer identified individuals, specifically trans identifying individuals. There's still so much legislation that still needs to be written to protect trans individuals. And you're like, oh, but like, girl, first of all, we're talking about, like you said, we are talking about black women. So yes, we're talking about black people. And, and what you don't realize is that if the most marginalized of black people are not getting rights and they're not get, receiving justice, then the least marginalized of black people also will not. People who sit at those intersections, I feel like the more intersections you sit at, the more protected you need to be. Yeah. And people are just like, nah, but see, that's gay shit. Oh, no, that's different. I'm just so tired of it all. People suck. Like, I literally. Think, <laughs> I think as I grow older and everything like that, I, um, I dislike black men more. And, you know, like, growing up, you always like, you know, black people are amazing and we have no faults. But, like, Granted, the faults that we attribute to are based in the fact that uh, based in racism because through racism they've been told that there has to be a lesser being and so through racism now we have created transphobia, homophobia because we need to have a be higher than someone because there has how, to be a hierarchy. Yeah, and even like in communities of you know trans women and the men, there are still like, oh, hierarchies. You're more passing yeah, there are there are hierarchies, hierarchies everywhere, and honestly. I will say that doesn't make me necessarily hate or dislike men, black men specifically. It just makes me more understanding that we have a lot still to go through and we're not perfect. And then they're like, through that, we still have a lot of understanding and a lot of anti-blackness, therefore, that we need to focus on, work on. And like, I think more than anything, what we always try to talk about is accountability. And that just makes me realize more and more of how much I need to hold myself accountable. Because I can be on this podcast, say all the great things, and then, like, you know, still say some foul shit in my head. But speaking of which, we ain't even talking about. Oh, we're still talking about. Speaking of which, we ain't even starting off with the good stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I definitely, I just, I'm, uh, it makes me sure exhausted, but it also makes me realize I have privilege and so much of that privilege through able bodied privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, I think. Later on, as I get older, I won't be able bodied anymore. I feel like able bodied ableism is one of the biggest conundrums that I I think that so many of us um, unknowingly contribute to mm-hmm. because able like being able bodied is so fleeting. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> it's it's one of the privileges that can literally be taken away like that. I mean, as my knees get worse and worse, I I feel that. Um. And somehow it's just it's literally, I feel like that's the one that people take for granted. Like that and ageism. I feel like those two are like, people really don't understand how fleeting it is that you can, you're, you're, unless you're going to die, you're going to get older. And again, unless you're going to die, eventually your body's not going to work the same way it did when you're like 22. I want to make that my freshman of the week, actually, because I was in, um, getting ready for work the other day. And I was thinking about how, like, I had to bend down to be like, get my back. And I was like, oh shit, my knees hurt. And I was like, oh my God, I was thinking about how like in the future, I probably will have to use a cape or I'll have even like, even different, not worse. I'll have to, I'll be in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about how in that time I was thinking like, oh my God, it's so worse. Like, oh, it's so awful. Like I'm going to be happy with me. Like 
disabled. Oh, and I was like, well, yeah, that's my. Tr- I mean, granted, that wasn't that extreme, but yeah. like, I'm just showing you the yeah, way yeah. that could have been across and stuff like that, and like how yeah, that's my trash week of the week, <laughs> and how like you know, able-bodied privilege, and how you look down upon someone who doesn't have it, or not even looking like oh, I'm, you know, I'm looking like someone like homophobia or like anything like that. It's just in like small cases, you're saying like you see them as a lesser being, a less privileged and like mm-hmm. yeah, that's a sad thing to ha- like not have that. And it's like, well, they're just people, children, you know? <laughs> and so yeah, and there's a lot of also ageism in that too because I was like, well, when I get older, my knees kind of wrinkle and I'm like, I can't move around with these young kids and I'm like, oh, I'm so fucked up. And like, well, you're not really actually you're just growing up, bitch. <laughs> like, so yeah, it was just a lot of things to think about. Um, you know what? I do have a trash thing. So we were talking about the, I, I feel like I was trash and it's kind of convoluted. So come with me. Mm-hmm. Um, we, no. <laughs> uh, we got 15. Y'all, y'all can come with me. <laughs> oh, no, please don't make it 15. No, it's not, it's not, it's not. Speaking on for my half and theirs. <laughs> no, basically I was at work and we were talking about the environment and somebody was like, oh, well, you're talking about the environment, but you're not vegan. And I was like, yeah, you're damn right, bitch. I'm not. Oh my gosh, I'll tweet about that shit. Okay, keep going. Um, and she was like, oh, well, you know, if, I was like, she was like, you know, being vegan is more, but I was like, no, 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 mass veganism is better for the environment. So if we got everybody on board, yeah, sure, that would be better. But currently, as it stands, the leading contributors to our greenhouse gas emissions are the top 1%. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, I know that, but people use that as a scapegoat to not be vegan. And I was like, you're damn skippy, bitch, because I don't want to be vegan. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, stop making it. Keep going. Yes, it's your Yes. But I was like, you damn skippy, bitch. I don't want to be vegan. I like meat. I'm sorry. Like, actually, I'm not sorry. It's unfortunate, but that's what I like. That's what I eat. That's how I'm happy living my life. I'm trash. Whatever. Um, and then she like, we kept having the conversation and, and uh, something came up about metal straws. And I was like, first of all, do you know how many, I was like, I have met so many people. consumer metal? Like, I was like, I know some people who have bought metal straws just to accidentally throw them away. Yeah. I was like, also 2% of the plastic that ends up in the ocean is straws. Again, it's not consumers, it's not poor people who are poisoning the 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 lake, the oceans and, you know, getting straws struck in, stuck inside turtles' noses. Not even that. But those, even those straws that are supposed to be like, you know, you can micrograde yeah, and blah, blah, blah. Those, not even that. Like, the ones, like, paper straws, people stay talking about that. Paper is not recyclable in that magnitude because it's such a small amount of paper. Small things that are, can't go, they cannot go through a recycling machine and therefore be recycled. They don't actually help. Like, so, so many things. If you, so, let's break this shit down. For what okay. can and cannot be recycled, people. So, if you have a piece of to paper towels. So you get the, the micro bill, blah, blah, yeah. blah, paper towels, and oh, yeah, I got that good shit. If it's not compostable, then yeah. it's, you're not helping the environment. <laughs> because if you have food products, because you're using it to wipe your hands, so you can wash that shit off, yeah. and so you can't, yeah. they can't go through it to be recycled. Like anything with food on it cannot be recycled. Anything lined, any plastic that's lined with something cannot be recycled. That's like, why you have to rinse your plastic bottles out for three But y'all don't do that. No, you don't. And y'all put y'all juices in it, like, oh, it's recyclable. No. I'm going to keep it. You also, metal intake can fuck up your insides. And if y'all don't take herbs, so you're not combating that with something to actually 
Make sure you are detoxing, actual detox, not just juices. I mean, actual herbal detox that will help get those metals out of sight of you so you're not fucking up your insides. It's like, if we're going to break this shit down, break it down. Like, there's so many things that cannot be recycled. And it's like, most things we need to go towards is compost because that's a real problem because a lot of this shit just goes in the landfill and we create literally a landfill of trash that will deteriorate into our system until we get to the center of the earth. And it's like... That's what's fucking up the earth. The greenhouse gases are fucking up the world. And that's what we need to really talk about. All the trash that's going out there. If it's not compostable with the earth, we can, no matter what, we're going to have to put it in the earth at some point. There's nowhere else to go. The point is to have it compostable to actually help the earth. Now, where we need to gravitate toward, gravitate, fuck the recycle shit. Compostable shit is really what's important. So get yourself some compostable paper towels because that doesn't matter if it has food on it. Because Composting it. Like, it's supposed to be with food anyway. So, as long as you have compostable foods on there, that's a good thing. Because if you're doing grease and. Sorry, baby, but that's not helpful. Um, but my trash thing was that um, essentially, yes, into, like, I, I don't want to. My thing is this. Yes. I drink out of a aluminum bottle because I understand that I don't want to contribute to the plastic intake of the world. I, girl, I don't got a car. So I take the bus and I walk most places. Like, it's, I, I, when I go to the grocery store, I usually don't get bags. I do take my own bags. And stuff. Like, I, there are things that I do that I, that I do consciously because I do want to help the earth. Um, I do not negate the fact that a bunch of little people doing a lot of things does help. Yeah. However, I wholeheartedly believe that all of us, even with mass veganism, I don't know how much that would really help if you still have, wait, because this is super convoluted. Like I said, it's a little bit convoluted. I was like going on to explain to this girl, I was like, yes, mass veganism would be the way. But even if everybody became vegan, you don't understand in the way that our systems are so corrupt that they allow, like this, there are people who take soy protein because they're told that because you're a vegan, you need protein. Mm-hmm. Even though there are plenty of, uh, you know, uh, plants and things that could supplement the fact that you're not eating meat. Also, there's no scientific or there's known no problem for not having protein. That is something people have told you. And then people are like, oh, what helps your muscle growth? There's multiple other different things that will help muscle growth beyond protein. Stop believing this shit. People are telling you to buy. Continue to sell meat, milk, and everything else in between. So that was the thing. She was like talking about cows like, and how much, how, how much money it, it takes to, you know, sustain these cow farms. And I was like, what you don't know is, is that these cow farms are not just giving us beef, milk, and no. whatever else. I was they like, they are also food. supplying the protein that you're in consuming. And so you're still taking in the animal products. And also there's a lot of those, like, which I really realized a lot of these companies are monopolizing the entire market. So they also have plant farms and they grow yes. their vegetables in too. So if we're really going to talk about it, let's talk about having a better way that they're doing the things that they're doing I'm saying versus that. just a straight native. Like I'm a vegetarian. I'm coming from the point of, I'm not telling y'all to all just become vegetarian. Yes. I am telling you to do the thing you're doing better because it's always to do it, way to do it better. You need to stop. We are slowly divulging and directing ourselves away from becoming evolving creatures. The point of us is to evolve. And so many people hate change and hate evolution. To the point we all, all these religious motherfuckers hate evolution so much, but this is how we gotten this far. Let's continue to evolve and become better people on the earth that we are in. Like, I'm not telling you not to eat meat. I'm telling you there's a better way to do it. And, and then, like, we're, like, talking about all of this, and, like, she's, like, talking about, oh, you know, you don't have to drink milk. You do. I was like, almond milk? 
Are we gonna talk about almond milk? Because you so do know. Do you know? So much water. <laughs> there's so much water going to making almond milk. There's so like there's not a, the amount of nuts you need to make the almond milk, and the amount of nuts you needed to grow those. I mean, the, the water, water you use. There's like no one. The best thing you, you need do is a gallon. I'm saying the amount of water you need for one almond is a is a gallon. You need a gallon of fucking water for one almond. That's what the shit tastes like water. I don't understand people like almond milk. Bro, eat coconut. Like you do coconut milk because right. not but not coconut. Do coconut water. Excuse me. You do coconut water. You can do um cashew milk because cashews really soak up the yeah. water really well. Cashews are amazing too. Oat milk even better. And like just so like, bro, come on, come on. But I saw. But like you know, I'm having this discussion with her, and at the end of it, I realized I was like the only reason that I have all of these. Oh, but you can't get me is because. It's me saying, like, it's literally me defending why I should be able to eat meat. Something that I know that is not right. I'm going to let you know, though. Some of the stuff you said are is not right. And I'm, like, defending it, sure, and, like, reason why. Like, you said, got to the great place. <laughs> How you got there? That's a little shaky, you know? Yeah, yeah. But the point is, bitch, you know what? Being vegan is not the end all be all. <laughs> but the, also the point is, we also realize, you know, eating meat and the way that we eat meat now is not sustainable. Yeah, I, and I, I absolutely understand that it's not sustainable. And so for myself, this is something that I've done for a while now. I do take two days off a week where I don't eat meat. Mm. And like, you know, that's not doing much, but it's me doing something. It's me. It is creating a habit. It's, yeah, I was saying, it's for me to create a habit that at some point I do see myself going vegetarian completely. Mm. Um, however. When the market sells out to the point where I just eat trash meat and like. Girl, first of all, I shop at a butcher shop. I get my meat fresh. <laughs> Even those animals are like can be sick and can get pesticides. Yeah, but shut up. <laughs> I'm just like, I, hey, for me, my point in this all is that we're all doing shitty things. Yeah, we're all doing And I'm not saying that I'm the best vegetarian out here. Trust me. People say when I tell them vegetarian, when this is a whole fat phobic. But they also like, oh, how you vegetarian? You're so thick. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, I'm not saying one. Bitch, just being vegetarian or vegan does not make you skinny. It's called, it's a lot of genetics that's yeah. going on here. But also, I'm not saying I'm a healthy vegetarian. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, well, every, and I hate that. And nowadays, I'm even telling people I'm not a healthy vegetarian. Because everybody out here, I am the best vegetarian out here. The reason why I don't tell people I'm unhealthy vegetarian is because I'm tired of that fat phobic tendencies that people got going on. They will, one person looked me up and down when I said I was vegetarian and said, mm. I was saying, Bitch. <laughs> like, but I mean, it's just like it's so much fat phobia in it, um, and also this idea that it's, it's a lot of things. But we're even done with that. Saying, I'm, I'm done. Saying, I'm, I'm saying, done. Louie Bug, uh, or I know her name on Instagram is Louie Bug, but like, yeah. fat white girl. Yeah, she's I a vegetarian. She's I a vegan, to, actually. So watch her, and then she made a video on I'm like, and it was like some like mm, borderline shit. And I was like, yeah, I'm over it. Oh, I I stopped following her because I don't know. She's just. She seems like she is on a borderline fat phobia tendencies about that body positivity shit, but also on this like, I work out so it's okay. It's like, well, just because, I mean, nothing is, body positivity means even if you don't work out, it's okay. Like, a body positivity is not, I'm a fat person, but I work out, so like, it's okay for me to this way. Yeah, Yeah, it's like acceptability politics that I definitely didn't fuck with. And when she started working out and shit like that, and she kept making that every video, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna unfollow you from a personal account. Yeah, I mean, I know that I, I try, I used to watch her videos too, and she talked about like, you know, being anorexic and all of that, and how like, 
she, so I know that, that like the thing is I, I got that very early on with her but I was like I know that she's also dealing with her own body dysmorphia I just but like you said I cannot consume this and not take it for like you know not have it also affect me so I just not want to want consume this but and also I was young when I was watching her I was probably 14 okay. so I was like I already, I already had a lot of issues I've been sad for a really long time about my personal like image so like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 